0: The Con Guy Show, the official program of com, is heard on the We Be Geeks Collective and on Sci-Fi.radio.
1: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
2: Pardon the interruption, we'll bring you back to your podcast in just a moment. But first, a Promo 4, the Cosmic
3: Pizza Podcast. Here on the ESO Network three hosts recommend this podcast i recommend it i recommend it and i recommend it on the cosmic pizza podcast it's a slice of life as we discuss literally anything in the universe cosmic pizza podcast
4: here to serve all of your needs
1: wednesday i'm here with you people it's like wild
4: no pizzas were harmed in the creation of this podcast
0: (laughs) We're the con guys, and this is the con guy show coming to you straight from the nerdy heart of Hollywood, California. And This is Jim with theconguy.com.
3: She's been here with theconguy.com.
5: Katie here, aka the con girl. Swordon
4: did not want five teenagers with attitude. My name is Derek Sam.
1: I'm Danae Sams, and that's my brother.
0: We are your home for news opinions, and interviews from the world of Comic-Cons and fandoms, your ultimate insiders for all things Welcome to the Con Guy Comic-Con show. This is our annual deep dive into the panels, the lifeblood of San Diego Comic-Con, and this year promises to be a whole different experience. Or is it? Or is it? You know, we've been kind of talking about, this is kind of... Perhaps a whole different experience, but not necessarily. Anyways, with the writer's strike causing a major work stoppage in Hollywood and most of the major studios having opted to skip the con this year, breaking the hearts of many a con goer. um, This is going to be a different kind of year, but you know what? We've got the panels. This week, we've got the panels, the best, the coolest, the most interesting panels. And not just that, but we've got some cool special guests to get us started. My name is Jim Fry. I am your editor-in-chief here on TheConGuy.com. And on the podcast, who do I have with me tonight? To start off...
3: Hey, what's up, everybody? Cheeseman, one of the founding con guys, screenwriter as well.
0: She's been. I'm gonna tell you. She's been super worn out right now. He has been like running like crazy, trying to get stuff ready for the con. I've been running like crazy, to get stuff for the con. Just so you guys know, the rest of the hosts they're gonna join us a little bit later. You know, we got some special guests on tonight. We got some interviews. This is a jam packed episode. We're really excited to bring it to you. And um, though for those of you who aren't living in Los Angeles, which is probably the most of you, but LA is starting to feel. Like uh, Comic-Con. It, Luke and I, we uh, we went to a tiki, like a tiki restaurant yesterday, a tiki bar, a tiki restaurant. It was um, Tonga Hut, the LA's oldest tiki bar. And we walked in and what did we see, Cheeseman?
3: Star Wars podcast.
0: There was a Star Wars podcast going on all about, and all kind of cosplayers and everything set up. And they were getting, they were do, talking about getting ready to go down to San Diego Comic-Con. And um, it's kind of cool. And we're going to talk, one of our, we have two really cool guests tonight. Our first guest is going to be Mr. Tony Kim, the founder and owner of Hero Within. He's one of the most, I, we call him Mr. Comic-Con. He's Mr. Positive, Mr. Comic-Con. You can't get him flustered. That guy just has it all together. And then we're also, speaking of getting ready in Los Angeles and Los Angeles feeling like Comic-Con, we're going to be talking with Mr. Jeff Gunn. He's the owner and founder of the InfoList organization, and they have what's known as the pre-Comic-Con bash every year up here in Los Angeles. It's happening this coming Monday over in Hollywood, so we uh, we talk with him. Then, of course, we got Danae. we got our special guest, Angela Relucio. And from Florida, we have Mr. Thomas Parham joining us tonight, the blurred PhD himself. So it's going to be a great show tonight, but first, Cheeseman, let's talk... I, I just wanted to bring this up because I am so excited about Comic-Con, Comic-Con every year, but I've gone and done something to kind of slow me down at Comic-Con this year. I'm on crutches and that's <laughs> my mom's watching mom. I'm okay. I'm okay. My leg's not broken. Luke and, and as nice a way as possible. What, why do I, why am I in crutches?
3: Well, he's not a pirate and it's not cosplay, <laughs> but uh, I wish jim being a fan of uh cobra kai and all that and
0: why no, is what this was
3: <laughs> well it had to do with karate so me and jim were walking out of a place with some friends and i was like hey you want to see a fun trick that jim does because jim can <laughs> kick higher than you think i used to play and soccer a lot a little more flexible than you think so i reached out my hand i'm like Jim's gonna to try to kick my hand. He kicked it, and he's like, "Oh, that's easy. I bet you could do it." And then I easily did it, and then I raised the bar, and then that's when he did his jumping <laughs> kick, and then hurt himself.
0: In other words, I was just being stupid. It, it was—it's dumb. I, my, the reason I'm bringing this up is, you—in years past, we've done what's called the six-week fitness challenge, getting ready for Comic Con. We're not going to be able to do that this year because Comic Con's next week. But Derek, um. Derek and Danae and Lara and everybody's going down to Comic-Con and hopefully next week we'll be able to bring out some like if you're not yet ready for the rigors of running around for five days out in the hot sun in San Diego we're, we're gonna kind of give you some advice next week on our final podcast so we have one more podcast before we head down but tonight Cheeseman once you set up um, our first guest for tonight
3: yeah, so we had Tony Kim on from Hero Within talking about what he's doing at Comic Con. He has a lot going on, and we are excited to share what our interview with him.
0: Yeah, and um, just so you know, we started the interview a little bit wonky because I was in charge of the technology, and it never goes well when that happens. Anyways, Tony Kim, Mister Comic Con himself, talking about the panels talking about what he's bringing to comic-con merchandise wise and he's got a cool off site that you guys are going to want to check out all right here's tony (laughs) and it's not recording
3: yet i don't
2: know what's going on it's recording it says there we go of course it said it said recording on my end (laughs) all right
0: hey sorry about that like i I think we're getting a little bit of a, a bad reception here bad wi-fi but we are here with tony kim he is the founder and manager of Hero Within, one of our favorite clothing brands, fandom clothing brands. You can always find him online at Hero Within, but also he um, it's, it, it's so much fun when you find Tony at the cons, at the Comic-Con, especially our our favorites, the WonderCon and San Diego Comic-Con. Those are the biggies that we love to, to hang with Tony, find out what he's bringing, because it's always, it's always something cool. Tony's always got something <laughs> cool planned, and uh, we, we love his clothes i i i'm hoping i can eventually get in there and get some of that uh, godzilla stuff that sold out so quickly at the last <laughs> time i was trying to get it but tony welcome welcome to the show man
2: man it's comic-con is back and con I guys know. are I here know. and so i can't believe it i know it felt like comic-con was like uh months away and then it just blinked and it's like right here it's like at least the time of this recording it's
0: what 10 days away and like yeah. i'm Next In week full freak out mode. Freak out mode. This <laughs> next week. I know we I mean our we're probably not having to freak out as much as you are. We do have a cool panel that we're putting together that Luke is kind of handling all the talent relations, and it's a it's a biggie. And cool. and, and it just takes a lot of time. But you, my friend, you become like kind of one of the cornerstones when people want to find out what's going on at the cons, want to find out the vendors, want to find out events and panels (laughs) you can always come to you to ask i remember one Uh, time a friend of ours came down to meet us at comic-con and it it was um and he was like i I don't know he he said the first somebody everybody he talked to referred him over to tony kim tony kim can be your (laughs) guy to tell you what you need to do when you get there so i we've been friends ever since that's a that's a cool thing anyways tony welcome back to the con guy show we just want to take a few minutes to kind of talk about what you have got planned for san diego this year and there's three things in particular we want to talk about. First, right up front, we want to talk about what it is you're bringing. And I know uh-huh. that you're still kind of finalizing some of your plans, but we want to, if you can like kind of talk about, give us a little bit of a preview. Yeah. Second, let's talk about the panels. Um, most of tonight's show will be about the panels. Mm-hmm. It's a very different Comic Con. Actually, this is not a very different Comic-Con. This is just like the Comic-Cons of the last 40 years. It's a different than the ones from the past 10 years, maybe. But go. this yep. is a Comic-Con that we're all going to love. And then thirdly, you've got this thing called the Energizer Zone that we have no idea what it is, and we would love <laughs> that you could tell us about it. But first, let's talk. And Luke, I've been jabbering along. Let's introduce ourselves. Jim Fry here with the con guy. Who do we have on the couch?
3: Uh she's here again. Cheese on yep. couch.
0: <laughs> <And> tony, <laughs> tony right up front while people are watching where can they um check out your products even if they're not at san diego comic-con
2: uh here um mm-hmm. you can also find us on all the socials under hero within um my i have a guest appearance here hold on Whoa! oh hello you're say, you saying a hello
0: we
2: um, got white <laughs> fang here yeah,
0: that's awesome.
2: Um, yeah, so here within store.com and here within all the socials. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. that's where you can you can find us at.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, Luke, let's go ahead and start. Tony, what are you bringing to Comic Con, my friend? What can we well, expect to
2: see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so booth? Uh, booth right now is in 1943. So it's kind of uh, you know it's right is right next to what used to be sideshow collectibles. Oh, nice, so, right? That, that, that booth is not there anymore, which is really a bummer. Again, one yeah. of the changes, but 1943
4: 1943, yeah. Oh, so,
2: mm-hmm. so uh, that's like a year, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, same place we've been before, we're, we're very excited about that location, and yeah, what we're bringing, um, besides bringing a bunch of anxiety and stress, um, I'm also <laughs> bringing, um A lot of great merch for Here Within. Uh, It's going to be a little bit of a a different type of year because um, uh, while we're doing the Star Trek interactive experience like we did last year, where yeah, fans can come in, they have a wide range of outer uh, jackets to choose from, uh, accessories like name patches, shoulder patches, zipper pulls, uh, pins, all that sort of thing. Basically, it's like... Build a bear for Star Trek jackets. So I you can, that. like, um, uh, so we still have that coming back as a, as a second year. But uh, what makes us a little bit different is that so during this past year, uh, we had uh, a tremendous success with the Star Trek Picard field jackets. You know, the yeah. Star Trek season three was so popular, and we came out with um, the field jacket in three different colors. And that jacket was just I mean the the pre-orders we we sold we did three pre-orders that sold out in record time, yep. And um, we're still in the middle of uh, shipping those out and all that stuff. So because of that, we are going to uh, we are dedicating a significant amount of our time um, and space uh, retailing the the field jackets. So so that while that's not necessarily brand new new, it is new because it's it, we've been shipping the past couple of months. And because of the demand for it, we wanted to make sure that you know it was available for fans that are coming to San Diego. So again, they're sold out on the completely sold out on the website. They've been sold out on, as a pre-order for many months. But um, yeah, so they they if you if you scroll down, um, I think that you can click on keep going right there. Go you can click you can click on that right there. Big the picture, right yeah, the big picture. Keep going up. Right, there you go. Right there. There's a button. There you go right there. on the right. right the blue button. Okay. Star
0: Trek collection, yeah.
2: Star Trek collection, there you go, yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> so the field jacket, that will be av- available um, at our websites or at our at our booth. The three different c- colors: the command uh, red, operations gold, and the science uh, navy. And so we're very excited about that. Uh, but then we're also bringing, of course, some brand new stuff. Um, we've got a uh, um, a United Federation of Planets denim jacket so it's going to be a black denim jacket that has uh the the ufp logo embroidered as well as embroidery on this on the sleeve um, is, it, is it on here
0: right now on the it's website? not on here right now it's not oh, on here we right don't now see it but yet. Nice. yeah yeah yeah
2: so uh you can cut to a pic you have to directly cut to a picture at this point okay. um and then uh we we in the previous pass we sold a uh a tech hoodie that came in a gray and um the red operation or red command uh, uh accent colors and for san diego we're releasing it we're bringing it back as well as bringing the other two colors along with it so the operations gold and the science navy as well so you have three different uh versions of that same jacket um we're also bringing back uh, something a really big high in demand has been the strange new worlds um the leather jacket. Well so that show is
0: so popular.
2: Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. so, and, and that's been sold out as well. So that's coming back for San Diego, um, fully stocked. Uh we also offered a um we're, we're getting a little bit into uh carrier bags and so the the messenger satchel bags. Yeah. So we'll have uh, uh three new ones at uh at our booth. And what else we have? oh we're we're also offering um, a few new pins and we have a really fun um, exclusive pin to commemorate uh, 2023 as well. So nice. Um, so I think that's I think that's all of it that that's we're cool. yeah that we're offering. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's cool, dude. You uh, and you you have a whole team of people that come down and your booth is always like a, a hub of activity. Like we always try to stop <laughs> by and see. Say, hey, Tony, how you doing? And he's like, "Yeah." And then right back in, like, and you guys, like, I remember because I every time I come, you guys sell out fairly quickly. So folks mm-hmm. should probably try to check if they're coming for. Pre- will you, you'll be there out and for some preview night. I'm, yeah, oh, you got yep. something preview night. We'll talk about in a second, yep. but yep. but you, you guys will be there selling the floor. Yeah, 1943. Yeah, oh, it's. uh I'm excited to see it. I'm excited yep. to see it. Very so cool.
2: yeah, a lot of a lot of new stuff. A lot of greats return Basically, our. A lot of our fan favorites are returning, as well as several new items, and so yeah, it's going to be—it's a great offering this year. Will you still be selling some of your DC stuff, or are you sold out of most of that now? Sold out of most of it, and again, we're just—we're focusing on Trek this this year, and uh, this is a big Trek year. It is. This is it. You know, it really worked out. You know, we we didn't really talk about it, but it—while it hasn't been ideal, some of the changes that's happened to comic-con over the past few months yeah it, it in some senses it works out for us because it's a big star trek year you know it's, uh, paramount and star trek universe is going to be one of the biggest panels of the year yeah so uh you know we'll be representing and um and you know while there might not be as many people in line at hall a so many more people on the floor and more people on the
0: floor means more people shopping so you know oh, absolutely yeah and i i think we're gonna see um well, I, I don't want to say that. I, I I've heard from some folks that there will be some presence at Comic Con that people are unexpected. they're not yeah. expecting it. And um, we can talk about that offline because I'll get in yep. trouble when I talk about it. <laughs>
2: but- <laughs> well, that's a part of Comic Con experience is that it it it's uh there's always surprises. And so yeah. regardless of you know the, the, the bummer news that people are sort of hearing, there'll always be things that people are not expecting, and it turns out to be a great show.
0: Yep. And um, in the first part of this show tonight, we uh, you know we're, we have a bunch of writers and actors talking about how this this year going to look a, a bit different. But like you said, I I'm always the one that I, I love the Hall H panels, I love the Ballroom 20 panels, but I love finding the comic books. I'm I'm yeah. always in the comic book. I have certain things I'm always looking <laughs> for, and it's the best place to go looking. So it might be a bit more challenging for me this year because it's going to kind of. It's probably going to get a little yeah. bit more crowded. All right. Yeah. So cheese men, we're going to t- talk to Tony about panels. Tony, you always seem to have some of the most interesting panels. Do you have panels mm-hmm. this year?
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple that I'm doing. Um, one is called, speaking of Star Trek, it's called how to boldly go into Star Trek. And so, wow. you know, one thing that um, I I get into these conversations a lot because, Right now, Star Trek is kind of in a, I don't know, a re- renaissance or a, a trek you can say, where, yeah. <laughs> where there's a lot of content and there's a lot of new viewers. And so a conversation I get into a lot is like, how do I like get into Trek? Do I start from the very beginning of the original series and work my way through Next Generation and Voyager? You know, like what's how do you know, there's over a dozen movies. And so do I watch them all in order? Like, how do I, you know, really consume the content because with so little time and so much content, it's sometimes it's, it's, it's overwhelming to know yeah. where to, you know, where to begin. So, so yeah, I mean, so we're doing a panel where we're talking about like helping introduce people who are new or new ish to the fandom, um, help help them kind of get into the shallow end of Star Trek and the shallow uh, like, end <laughs> yeah, where we are able to recommend basically, um, you know, a, uh, Different, different lists of how yeah. to consume kind of the Star Trek essentials where you're not overwhelmed and, but you kind of have the, you know, the basics involved. And so, so yeah, so I'm very excited. Um, I have a, a several uh, panelists, uh, Myra Gossett, Clyde um, Haynes, and a gal named uh, Giraffe, who is all a part of several different uh, podcasts straight, the Strange New Pod, the Star Trek Discovery podcast, and uh, they're all like Star Trek pros and um, they have, they've got a wealth of information in regards to Star Trek. And so, so yeah, super excited about, about that. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. at um, the Marriott's uh, Room 12.
0: Oh, it's over there. the Marquis. Nice.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and then the, the second podcast or second uh, panel that I'm part of, is called Spirituality, Spirituality in, in Pop Culture. And um, so that's basically just a uh, several different panelists that are talking about how, you know, uh, pop culture, it's fun and it's entertaining and it's, you know, it's, we all love geeking out over it, but there also is a lot of uh, spiritual implications and there's some, yeah. there's some overlap when it comes to um, uh, the stories that are told in pop culture and then our spiritual journey. And so, cause you know, the hero's journey is, is very kind of common among um, not just in pop culture but then also in in different stories and themes um, in in different sort of spiritual uh, Mm -hmm. arenas and so so we're each kind of sharing basically how uh, you know going a little bit deeper in a sense of like how pop culture has challenged us spiritually and some of you know sharing some examples of that and uh, so yeah so I'm very excited about that that's also Thursday at 6 30 in room 29 cd Mm -hmm. uh so yeah so those are the two panels i've been a part of and um that's cool yeah
0: by the way spirituality and and pop culture i love that topic especially like some of my most favorite shows of all time *Battlestar galactica lost um x files they have such underlying spiritual themes that just Mm -hmm. strengthen them and make them such deeper shows i I love that you guys are talking about that that's so great
3: yeah so on the first one we're doing the star trek thing like do you guys have kind of like a unified idea of how to go about it, or is
2: everybody kind of bringing their own kind of like yeah. hey this is how i do it so we're all composing our own top 10 lists we're not awesome. we're not comparing those lists and so uh oh, at wow. the panel we're gonna be go through from 10 down to one and each kind of sharing and we're across from you know the TV shows, uh the streaming services, books, movies and anything that's essential to Star Trek we're we're bringing those in. So um so it's going to be real diverse with everyone, you know, their what their top 10 list is. And mm-hmm. I would imagine that I'm going to leave with a new appreciation of uh, you know, of you know, things I wouldn't ne- I wouldn't necessarily consider on my top 10. So, so yeah.
0: That's cool. That's yeah, cool. interesting.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Before before we jump into your last thing, yeah, are there any panels that you have seen? I, you probably don't get a lot of time to go check <laughs> the panels. I didn't know if you saw anything that interests you at all.
2: Well, I mean, you're right. It, it's tough to, to get away uh, during the show. Uh, of course, I'd like to see the uh, Star Trek universe panel and Hall and and you know, this is it's it's interesting because this might be the first year in a while that's all week long hall H or maybe even bar 20 will be open to where you you yep. can come in. You don't have to do the whole mm-hmm. crazy waiting in line. And maybe you can just come in um, just right before the panel starts. And yep. so if that's the case, then maybe I'll have some luck and I can, I can slip <laughs> in <laughs> and
0: check it out. That's cool. I, I think that they, they do have some big days. Like I, I know that the, the teenage mutant Ninja turtles yeah. film, that might yeah. be a, a hard one to get into Yeah, uh, the walking deads taken over. And if, legendary is does bring actors could you know the they're rumored to be bringing uh the second part of dune yeah that'll be a gigantic panel i think that one might fill it up but other than that i agree with you i think it's going to be a a good a good time at the con this year like how long have you been going to the conventions tony so, before the pandemic, uh, 2006.
2: And oh, so yeah, that I forgot was, that pandemic, doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't yeah. carve like out the, those years. The P word. Um, yeah, yeah. I, so that was 13 years in a row. And then, of course, wow. we had the thing happen. And then I came back for Comic-Con Special Edition. Yep. And, and then And then um, last year for 2022. So,
0: 15. 15 That's cool. So, yeah. do you remember your first year you attended? 2006. 2006 yeah. okay yeah. so like because the big change kind of like was 2009 is what yeah. people can point to so yeah yeah, yeah. oh years? i mean
2: i i i woke up you know i'd heard of comic-con forever so i was yeah. uh at that time i was living in texas texas for most of my life i was reading about in the back of comic uh, comic books they would have you know ads for comic-con so i'd be looking at this in texas and be like what is this like mythical place called san diego <laughs> comic-con and <laughs> And so eventually, when I moved here, uh, you know, on, on a Saturday morning, I woke up and was called my buddy up and said, "Hey man, I, I hear that Comic Con things happening. I'd love to go." And we literally just drove up Saturday morning, went to the door, we bought a ticket, walked the whole floor, came back. I had no idea there were panels, no idea, um, but checked out the whole floor. And um, you know, three years later, it's completely different experience. And so mine was too. Know, I did the we same thing. Call. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. All right. So when did
3: your company start, by the way? Yeah. Here
2: 2016. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so ten years after your first appearance. Yeah. It's crazy. I would never would have guessed it and imagined. So yeah.
3: yeah. And way to also- celebrate a decade of Comic Con.
0: <laughs> I know. Way to and people can also find out about uh on crazy for comic-con your website yep. where you talk about all things pop culture and comic-con that's a, a yep. good way to keep up with you as well
2: yeah i'm still posting a lot of uh podcasts a lot of podcast interviews a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of content um on crazy for comic-con so
0: yeah very cool and we don't want to let you go before we you're doing something party, party. Cool yeah. Yeah. You yeah yeah yeah
2: party party,
3: party, <laughs> party. <You're laughs>
0: something called the energizer zone what is that
2: Energized Lounge, oh, Energized, energized lounge. lounge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, for a few years, we have here within has hosted some different uh, events, in, mm-hmm. and for uh, Comic Cons, hosted some different events. You know, I think we first met at the Bloggers Party years ago, Game of Blog, uh, yeah, yeah, years ago, right? So, yeah. so you know, we, I was, I was looking at doing some other events uh, throughout the week, and um, this kind of started last year, and then, and then this year, I was like, ah, and. Um, I realized that what I kind of want to do uh, and what I want to accomplish just can't be done necessarily in a single night or a single day. So um, we found a location to host what we're calling the Energize Lounge, and basically it's like a Star Trek themed Starbucks. So um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's like a, a lounge space. It's it's a it's small, intimate lounge space that we're you can basically hang out. You can, you know how it is, man. You're on your feet walking around all day long. And so you can chill out at the lounge. You can connect with other star Trek fans and you can get re-energized with some uh, star Trek themed coffees. And so we're going to have, um, some different, um, uh, ice latte drinks that again, uh, are our, Trek themed, like our Vulcan vanilla latte and some other things like that. <laughs> nice. And then we're going to have, we have some hot drinks as well. And so, um, for people who need to sort of get re energized, it'd be a great place to you know pick up some coffee, honestly. Um, you know, for me, I like I live and die off of coffee, and it's oh, yep. su- it's, it's super frustrating to, to be at Comic Con to um not be able to get, yeah, there you I go,
4: live on it, yeah. <laughs> oh, the and, uh,
2: and there's there you go, oh, yeah. oh nice, it yeah, so you know works, so. huh. Yeah, oh, so we'll, so there there'll be some. There's you can get um, uh, cups. There's um, uh, we have three different um, coffee bean blends that again are trek themed, as well as the the drinks that you can take with you as well. And so so a lot of different kind of merch. But you know, but I, as I was saying, like I'm such a coffee uh, fanatic that um, I was just so frustrated with the fact that I can't get a good cup of coffee in a semi relative quick amount of time because the Starbucks. There's like four coffee shops for. Hundred thousand people in San yes. Diego, you know, so um, so you know, this is ba- basically one big elaborate sort of thing, just so I can get a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Do you know the price point for the
2: coffees, like what the range? Yeah, is? yeah, they're uh, they're between like four to six dollars. Like That's that. also you okay. know, it's like you know Starbucks kind of prices, and so. But yeah, anyway, but we're, we 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 are partnering with some great uh, companies like. Uh, IDW publishing is going to have, uh, some displays about their new star Trek comics that are coming out. Oh, wow. Uh, rock love jewelry is doing a display with some of their, their star Trek, uh, pieces. Um, the star Trek cruise is going to uh, have a display kind of showing off kind of what it's like to be on, on a cruise. So, so it's not just, we'll have here within merch that you can, that's on display as well, but then we'll also have, uh, other, um, other merchandise and so so you know if you're a truck fan a coffee fan if you just want to get new get for feet it's a great place to, to go so it's at uh uh 332 j street so it's about a block away you, you when you cross um when you leave the convention center and go down fifth street your first left is j street and it's right
0: there so awesome you have, a, you have a map on your somewhere i saw a yeah map yeah on the it's terrible. it's
2: on the uh it's on the on the blog and there's um there's a a link that has the, cool. the map so it's yeah it's super easy to find it's well, pull it's, that up it's, here yeah okay uh jay and 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 um uh fourth street so it's just it's easy Luke,
3: now will
0: people we let them go
3: now will people be able to wear i mean buy any of the clothing or the pens there
2: as well Well, we will have it all on display. We don't have any merch to go, but if you, um, but we are offering free shipping at, um, at the, um, we'll give you free shipping code at the shop. And so if you see something you like, you can just go on your own phone and just do whatever, do your own business. And so, so all the merch vendors will basically have a QR code that if you like what you see, then you can get more information, um, take it with you and go. So. Yeah, that's, that's
3: perfect good. so it's like an off-site for you as well so it's like yeah. you're inside the convention center and that's awesome yeah. that if people yeah. can't get in they can still check yeah. out the merchandise in person
2: yeah. yeah they can try everything on and then kind of know exactly what it's like so perfect
0: mm-hmm. very good. and what's wednesday night
2: uh so wednesday is a uh preview it's a preview night for the lounge and so cool. you know we're gonna have basically just a handful of media folks um, as well cool. as our staff as well as the um the licensed partners and just to kind of sample the different drinks and kind of get an idea of what the week will offer and so um this the the lounge opens on thursday at 8 p.m it closes at 10 p.m nightly for thursday friday saturday and then for sunday it'll be open till noon noon
0: yeah oh so did you say 8 p.m
2: 8 a.m. Probably. A, I'm sorry. 8 a.m. to 10 okay. p.m. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, I was gonna say, oh, it's just a late night. Place.
3: Oh, cool. are, are you doing <laughs> yeah. a time limit for people so people don't just kind of stay there for like hours or whatever?
2: Um, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, maybe if we if we have to, we will. But uh-huh. you know, I feel like I feel like people would be cool about that, and um. This Is comic con yeah.
0: People are gonna have places to go, uh, yeah.
2: yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: that's very good. Tony. Thank you for coming on the show tonight. I, yeah, I, I know that. Um, the rest of that everybody was excited that you were going to be on, so they're a little bit disappointed that. Um, they they, they were, I know that. Um, Tom Parham's going to be on tonight. and He you know, he wrote a book on Trek, cool. So he is the world. Last year, he was able to interview um Gene Roddenberry's son at the convention. Oh, we we yeah. have a good video of that. So, uh, t- I know Tom's going to be like, oh, man, I wanted to talk. So Tom's going to huh. be there in your shop. I will be there in the shop. Derek's going to be, it's going to be like one of our hangout spots. I, I can't wait to, to see it. Awesome. Luke, anything Might else have before to boot we let us go?
3: <laughs> will, th- will this be the way into your booth or That's into right. the,
0: the
2: pop-up? <laughs> That's right.
3: What should be the password. Well, yeah. I'm hoping to That's catch mine.
2: you. Yeah, I'll be, hoping to, I'll be popping between both locations. And so um, if you come in, um, hopefully I'll be in one or the other. I'll be cool. just the whole week. I'm just going to be running back and forth uh, the whole time. So well,
0: you'll
3: get your steps in.
2: Yeah. For all sure. right, Tony,
0: anything else before we let you
2: go? Uh, no, I think that's it. Uh, just, you know, again, con guys, thank you for just all your support over the years. And, you know, the, we, we joke about the pandemic, but uh, it's like for all businesses, it's been hard to return back. And as we've seen with Comic-Con, uh, you know, a lot of companies haven't returned back to, to San right. Diego and whether mm-hmm. it's, Uh, A lot of it has to do with the writer's strike, but then, you know, some of it does have to do with the fact that it's just been tough to return um, to cons. And so uh, but because of um, media outlets like you guys and others that help kind of bring awareness and help bring get eyes on companies like ours, it helps us to, you know, not just to survive, but to have a successful and a growing show. So so thank you. Thank you for your support.
0: Tony, thank you for coming on. Thank you yeah. for being w- w- one of the reasons why Comic Con stays such a good place. And Tony, it's hard to find somebody who has such a pot as much of a positive outlook on things <laughs> as you do. So it's always, I, we always root for the good guys and we consider yeah, you one I of can. the good guys. So everybody, you, this is Tony Tony B. Kim with Hero Within. You can find his uh, clothing at herowithinstore.com, but make sure you find him on the floor at San Diego Comic Con 1943. That's booth 1943. Also, go check out. Um, at 332 J Street, what's the name? It's the en- Energizer Energize, Lounge, Energize Lounge. Energize. La- I'm gonna get it right before. <laughs> all right, all right, everybody. Thank you, Tony. We'll see you.
2: All right,
4: D- hello. I'm muted, of hello.
0: course. Hello, everybody. I am so Hello. excited to be with this group of people tonight. Comic-Con is next week, and we have some of the best guides of Comic-Con Comic right here. I almost said Comic-Con. That's a whole other convention. That's, that's
5: different, yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyways, um, that was a really cool interview that Luke and I, Cheeseman, were able to do with Tony Kim earlier today. We were going to have him on the show tonight live, but he he is one busy man. So we just kind of grabbed him when we could. We have one more interview, a little short one that we'll do a little bit later with Jeff Gunn from the InfoList group. He uh, We were able to grab him today and talk about the InfoList pre-Comic-Con bash happening this week. But first, I want to start up here with half of the samplings. I want you guys to introduce yourselves because this is kind of a different configuration of the group this week. This is kind of like, you know, when people, you know when you're watching a news show and some people go on vacation, but then you get the cool people that want to on from the weekends and a, a little bit more fun.
5: <laughs> All right. Today. Which ones are which ones are we? The, the the vacation people or the fun ones?
0: You guys are the fun ones from the weekend. <laughs> that <want to> come <laughs> on weekend. Always. All right. <laughs> well, let's let's see who we have with us to talk about the panel tonight. We'll start up here with uh, the half the samblings.
1: Hi there. My name is Danae Sams. I am a comedian and writer based in LA. I have been out of the loop for a little bit on con guy shows, so I'm real excited to be back right now. <laughs> and half of the samplings, one of the con guys. <laughs>
4: <laughs> all
1: right. We also have one of our favorite
0: actresses. By the way, our group tonight, we are all writers, actresses, um, professors, but we are all in the mem we're all very much plugged into what's happening with the WGA and the SAG strikes, and we're gonna talk about that tonight. And we have somebody on the inside of the actors community. If you can go ahead and introduce yourself.
5: I think that's me. Hi, everyone. Um, Thanks, Jim and Cheesman, for having me back on The Con Guy. Always happy to be here. I'm Angela Relucio. I am an actor based in Los Angeles, mostly film and TV, but I'm also getting into producing. um, And I'm just so excited. I can't believe Comic-Con is next week. I it it sneaked up on me this year. I have to say, usually I am all about programming every last hour. Yeah, and know. now I'm like, oh, I'll do it in a couple of weeks. And I looked at my calendar and said, "No, no, no. We're doing this for tonight."
0: Yeah. So me and Luke uh before the show right at the at top of the uh the show tonight, me and Luke we we were introducing the show and I pulled this up. Tom, look what happened to me. Look at my Comic-Con experience this year. I on crutches. I know. I'm an old man, so whatever.
4: Hey, dude, you get you you get the ADA. You can get the ADA thing on your badge. I was uh, wanting to ask you how that works. (laughs) You have to go to the, you know, show up with uh, Luke at the ADA desk, and they'll give you Mm -hmm. one. They'll give you a sticker, and they'll give him a thing that says "companion." So as long as he's with you, you can both get better seats than you know the able-bodied folk. Let me get somebody else as my companion. I don't want to hang with Luke the whole time.
0: Jim, <laughs> what <laughs>
1: happened?
0: No. Well, what did you do? At the beginning of the show, we, me and Luke were at a Seinfeld trivia night over in Burbank with our friend Christine. We won first place, so we go outside oh, to celebrate, God. and like a, a, a dummy, I took Luke's challenge when he said, I bet you can't kick this high. Oh! And there goes the knee. You're
4: (laughs) not thinking anymore, okay?
0: We are also very excited to be coming from to us tonight from Florida, Mister. Whoa, there goes my microphone. (laughs) That's why. That's why
5: I. We're very excited. (laughs) Tom, introduce yourself,
4: please. Uh, Dr. Thomas Parm. I teach. I chair the uh, communication department at West at Palm Beach Atlantic. University in West Palm Beach, soon to chair the Department of Visual and Media Arts, which includes cinema and, and a lot of fun stuff. So also a screenwriter and uh, just finished the first draft of a pilot I've been not writing on for about 10 years, but uh, <laughs> working on revisions already. So,
0: well, it's writer strike. So we all have time to. Yes, not, we all have time to, to not write, write mm-hmm. right now, right? <laughs> but anyways, we're going to talk about that in just one second. I want to get to a couple of the comments real quick. Um. General Gilman I don't know what this means but I'm excited for it. I asked the people in the in the chat what are you excited for General Gilman? I'm excited for the con guy Power Ranger panel that's August that's August with me. I don't know what that means. As a Oh that's happening with me as a special guest if Ben has already spoken to you he has not but now Surprise General <laughs> Gilman I don't know who you are so <laughs> this is kind of cool. Um wait what's this and he, he was saying start the star trek cruise has been running for a few years they were talking about that a little bit earlier tom i did want to tell you mr blurred phd i love his instagram by the way uh you haven't seen your interview with uh mr roddenberry huh no we we posted it as a podcast this year i am so sorry i will you never send you... me a link or anything it's just like uh that is my fault i'll make sure you get that as soon as we're done here um a couple more. Let me see. It was, I think it was Lily. Jim, are you still going to Comic-Con? Yes. This little crutch is not going to stop me. By the way, I'm starting to walk. I feel like I'm starting to walk again. I've been healed. No, it's... Lori. I don't want to make fun of healing, but um, I, I, I have been walking, and so I'm getting better, so I think I'm going to be there. But tonight, guys, it's not about me. We do have um, a short interview with Mr. Jeff Gunn, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Tonight it's all about the panels. It's all about the panels. The entire panel list has been released. But let me give you a little bit of context. Some of the show, it's kind of a weird year because some of the shows and films have promised cast appearance appearances. But that is still kind of up in the air given that the SAG After Contract, along with the, I mean the SAG After Contract expires July 12th. Can't, R- well, right.
5: negotiations, right. Negotiations go through July 12th.
0: Though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me rephrase yeah. it. This, I got to be very legal with what I say. Neg- they're negotiating through July 12th, and actors are not permitted to promote their current films or TV shows if there is a work stoppage. There are some big projects, though, that are going to be down at Comic Con, such as the new Peacock John Wick spinoff series, the Continental, Paramount's new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as well as Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be there. Mm, love her. T.J. Miller and more. Mm. So, sure, this is going to be perhaps a different, maybe a quieter Comic-Con, but it's definitely not going to be dead.
1: We've got lots
0: of panels we want to talk to you about. First, can we talk about this strike? Because the writers are on strike now. The actors... Angela, what's your feeling for the, about the actor
5: strike? I think it it could go either way, but I I feel like there's strike a Bruin in the air and that's because I think this is the right time to join the Writers Guild if the requests aren't being met by the AMPTP it just makes everybody stronger um and so I have a feeling if you know I don't think the actors are wanting to go or meet halfway or a quarter way I think it's most of the way or all the way or else nothing at all um, and the demands are, are are fair so I am in support oh, yeah. of the strike if it were to happen um, as much as I love seeing big you know big shows big actors all the writers and everybody at these at the convention um, it's understandable if they're not there
0: so one of our good <laughs> friends Brad um, sent me uh, a, a let me see a, a piece from Variety today Variety put out on their Instagram Leadership from the Performers Guild SAG AFTRA held a conference call with all the top Hollywood publicity agencies today, bracing the powerful gatekeepers of A list stars for a strike. The objective of the call, according to sources, was to brief the reps, the representatives, on the protocols of and how talent can best serve the union if and when a strike takes place. That sounds kind of like a strike's happening. Tom, I would love to come to you, Mr. Thomas Parham, who does... He's, he's a professor of media studies. Is that right, Tom?
4: Among other things, yes.
0: <laughs> and you, this is kind of your area of expertise. Can you just kind of tell us a little bit about what are the writers striking for? By the way, we want to get into the panels here, so we don't, we don't want to belabor the point, but tell us, give us some context for why Comic-Con's going to look different this year.
4: It's all about streaming, man, because... Mm-hmm. They one, one of the things we're asking for as WGA members, and congratulations to you and Cheese for being new WGA members, but an escalator clause for hot streaming shows, which <laughs> that's reasonable. If a show's doing well, there should be a bonus built in. But right now the streaming residuals are not conducive. Oh. And because of changes in the industry as a whole – for example, when I sold my JAG script back in the late 90s, it aired once – it aired – I got paid a script fee for writing the episode, and then when it reran on CBS that summer, I got a reuse fee that was almost as much as the script fee. That's very rare these days because most network drama – most network shows don't get a second running during the summer. Yeah. Uh CBS happens to be one because a lot of old people watch CBS. So, you know, also a lot of network shows don't do 22 episodes. Uh, CBS is one of the few that has some of the procedurals and some of the sitcoms do 22. But when you start getting to the streaming series and you're getting these episode orders of anywhere from six to 13 as a season and locking in writers that they can't work on another show, it's basically becoming, you know, a gig job, not unlike Uber or uh or DoorDash. So those are some of the key issues. But if uh, if the AMPTP was willing to to uh, deal fairly with the writers, it would cost under half a million dollars. And oh my gosh, Jeff Bezos dropped half a million, sorry, half a billion dollars. And Jeff Bezos spent half a billion dollars on his freaking yacht. And he's only <laughs> one of the companies that's being struck against so it's like come on you're making money share yeah that's it yeah i did
0: but i and as a member of the writers guild i am 100 in solidarity with the writers i know that luke as well I, it is kind of ironic that we joined the guild just in time to get our very first email which was <laughs> the guild you're going on strike
5: <laughs> it's because of you guys actually you know I you know, see what you did
0: we're she's fine
4: broke the negotiations
0: <laughs> we've broken hey thomas um moochie says thomas hoped to see you at sdcc and maybe a panel this year from the captain america and jubilee cosplayers who took a picture with you back in 2019
4: oh my gosh the pre-covid days what was that like <laughs> i can <should laughs> <early> remember <laughs> 2019
0: was a big year it was a very it, it was a very big year but anyways to wrap up the the talk about the strikes So, Tom, you sent me... Let me
4: see if I still have it. You sent me a... Yeah, basically, WGA sent out a thing to the membership saying that you are not allowed to promote a show produced by the companies that are being struck against. Right. So let's say that somebody's got a podcast. Like, Kevin Smith has his uh, podcast with Mark Bernardin. They can promote their podcast because they produce their podcast. Yep. But they can't promote whatever they're working on for... You know Netflix or who knows it,
0: or like Jamie Lee Curtis, and hopefully this is podcasts. I hope Jamie (laughs) Lee Curtis
4: comes because she's awesome. I know, like she's promoting a graphic novel that she wrote. If y'all aren't watching The Bear, oh my gosh, she does two guest appearances season two. No, I didn't know that episode two hundred six, the Christmas episode, which is like. If you are triggered by dysfunctional families, be ready because oh my gosh, I, I almost had to stop. It's a double-length episode and somebody is dealing with some serious issues. But she is, I've, I've adored her since uh, the late 70s, especially Trading Places and, uh, and um, oh, A Fish Called Wanda. So oh, yeah. it's, it's good to see her get this resurgence in her career and the Oscar, which she dedicated <laughs> to her parents. But, man, it's just...
0: I know, I love hey,
4: hey, it, But the networks and the studios and, you know, production companies, the producers need to start paying writers their fair share.
0: Well, that...
4: Let's
5: that go, is- yes. We're all ready to get back into the swing of things, right?
4: And by the way, we always hear that, like, your fair share, your fair
0: share. By the way, I'm going to... Sp- I do want to speak on both sides of this. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't want to speak on both sides. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Maybe but, later. You know, I but I just no. the it, it,
0: I don't the, from the studio standpoint, their perspective is that they're unsure that they're saying that they are losing money on streaming right now. And from the looks of things, most of the studios are kind of having to recalibrate how much money they spend on streaming because well, the, they overspent. Except for Netflix, Netflix is still profitable when it comes to streaming.
4: Netflix is not profitable at all, but that's a different. Discussion. Well, this is true. <laughs> Um, no, the, the problem is, I was talking to a friend about this yesterday. B- Nobody knew what streaming was going to be like, so everybody right. just took wads of cash and threw it at the wall. Yep. And then they're realizing, oh my gosh, we're not making a lot of money, which is why shows are getting canceled that you might like a lot, and Netflix has a secret measure, the completion rate of shows. You know, And if your completion rate for the entire season is under 50%, you ain't getting a second season, yeah, or, or an additional season. So, uh, 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 Disney Plus just took a whole bunch of stuff off, including uh, *Mysterious Benedict Society*. And I know with Tony we, Hale. With Tony Hale and a uh, good friend of mine, Heather Jing blatt wrote for season two. And the thing is, they get a write down. They take a write down for that. But guess what? Those writers and profit participants and people who would normally get some kind of residuals, they're not getting nothing more. Yeah.
0: And you know, you know, Cheryl Anderson, right? Her and Anthony Eppling, well. her show, three seasons. And I, it looks like it's going possibly into a fourth season, depending on how well it does. Is doing great at Netflix, Steel uh, Sweet Magnolias. Right. So there is good. There is content out there. But just to kind of say, this is what, as a writer, the two things that I am mainly that I, there's a, that we might be marching down at Comic-Con, which, you know, that, that'd that be interesting stop studios don't write scripts with ai don't just just say just use the common just be common sense about it you know okay we will use writers to write scripts that's an easy one that's an easy one why do Black we not Mirror that
4: people one? tried it and they said the script was terrible and derivative i mean and I've, I've discovered trying to use ai to do lesson plans for my classes ai will make up stuff and lie just like well, worse than students do. So, you know. Yeah, because it's based on the rest of us. <laughs> but, you guys
0: but that and me? the... Um, da, 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 and we, we have to know streaming numbers. There's no way for an industry to move forward and get paid adequately and accounting to be correct without streaming numbers. So off my, my soapbox, those people aren't here to hear us pontificate about the writer's strike and the actor strike, but we are writers, actors, performers, and comedians right here, and we all care about it deeply. And because it's kind of harpooning parts of comic-con so so here we go i would love to know let's start with angela let's start with right up front with wednesday thursday are there any kind of panels that you are excited about that are happening oh before we do that because the studios aren't showing up thomas what kind of panels are we going to get at comic-con this year
4: comic book panels. Imagine
5: that! What? (laughs) Crazy talk. Shock face? What? (laughs) No. And I think a good amount of animation too will pop up uh, in the panels, right? So those will remain. Um, I see a lot of more like educational stuff, like the science behind how this sci-fi show works, that that sort of thing. I I saw a lot of that in the schedules. Um, And then, of course, you know, there's uh things adjacent to comic books like okay so for instance so thursday so wednesday night preview night right I'm, i i i like to just get settled into my own t- I'm not, i mean i just like to get settled in get a feel for the air the crowd the energy and i don't really try to do too much i don't overdo it because i gotta i gotta ration my energy for <laughs> the last little weekend but um come Thursday, we've got a few panels that are exciting. Like I am obsessed with The Last of Us. I'm sure the rest of you are as well. And there's like a Science of the Last of Us panel happening at 11 a.m. But you know what happens is it's the same time as a panel I'm interested in called Queens of Lust and Lore, a live romantic author panel. I didn't know I was such a huge romance fan, but there is a huge intersection between sci-fi and romance, Um, Mm. you know, yeah, and epic fantasy and romance and all this stuff. So this past year, I've really been embracing the romantic nerd side of me. So that's happening both at the same time at 11 o'clock on Thursday. Um, We've got... Uh, there's a panel by CBS for, CBS for Ghosts. I'm not sure what that'll look like, but I do have a college friend who's in that show, so I would love to come and support. It's one of um, the coolest shows on the show. Show. <laughs> What's that uh, Sheila, uh, it, Sheila, Carrasco. She plays Flower, the hippie. Ah,
4: it's it's such a delightful show. I binge. I'm almost done with season two because yeah, it's so yeah, it's
5: easy to it's easy to binge and wonderful. So she's my NYU Tisch classmate. Um, so I just love to support the people I'm, you know, that I see or that I went to class with or school with, um, it's just exciting to see, see us all support each other. Um, oh, and then of course I'm a huge Outlander fan. So 3 PM outlandish confabulation. That is a a meeting of all Outlander fans, both the book and the series. I haven't read the books, but I watch a TV show. Super obsessed. Um, and then a 6 PM panel called how to adapt beloved IP as an actor, writer, producer. I am, um, That's all what everyone is talking about, right? How do you get that next? If you read something interesting, how do you snatch that up and turn it into something for the screen? Um, There's, of course, uh, Jim, what you talked about for Friday, The Walking Dead Universe, AMC is having their panel at 1 p.m., Not sure what's going to go down, but that's the first look. Um, access to all things Walking Dead Universe. uh, I'm looking forward to and That's already on TV,
0: it's already started streaming. I mean, showing right? Walking Dead Universe, the new Walking Dead show with um, the Dead City. Yeah, we just
5: finished episode four. I think episode four just aired on episode
0: three, but let's let's stop.
5: Let's stop. Let's let's not go to Friday just
0: yet. I want to hear. Oh, I see.
5: Okay,
1: oh,
0: no worries. No worries. Danae, do you have any Thursday panels you might be interested in?
1: Well, I mean, I was going to say I'm so excited for Archer because we're coming in. I've been a fan of that show for a long time, and we're coming into the last season, and Bob's Burgers, because I'm pretty sure they were on Thursday, but now I'm like, are they going to happen? wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Thomas. Yes. All the animation, is animation under any kind of a different contract? Because I don't know.
4: Some animation... The Fox primetime animation shows are generally covered by Writers Guild contracts. Okay. Other shows may not be. Animation Writers Caucus is kind of like... Uh, subdivision. Um I mean, they're kind of like auxiliary to the Writers Guild. But yeah, it depends. Uh, when The Simpsons hit it big back in the 90s, basically, The Simpsons Writers... like we're your hottest sitcom you need to pay us like live action writers and then all the other animation domination shows got favored nation status which means we'll have what they're having so but it it really depends on the outlet so yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's up in the air yep
1: yeah well i i know that um the fx shows are striking at least those writers are
0: yeah, but that I wonder about the Cartoon Network, like the Adult Swim, perhaps, perhaps not. Because if you look on the calendar, Danae, and I want you to keep going because though <laughs> a lot of these animation panels they're on the schedule, like we'll be there with casts. Yeah, I know,
1: end. and it's um, I'm I'm so excited because like first of all, I haven't been to Comic Con since 2016, um, and I yeah, that was the last time I went. I mean, COVID. The monster kept me from going for a few years but um yeah 2016 was my last comic-con it's been what that's seven years ago now am i doing that right yeah yeah i um i don't have any like cosplays planned yet or anything because my life has been really hectic this year <laughs> but i'm so excited to get back and the yeah a comedian she's through- a stand-up
0: comedian folks she she's got shows that's cool. It keeps
1: you busy, yep. especially when you have a day job and you're trying to write full time at the When you're working three <laughs> jobs, it's, it's hard time to do cosplay. You can
4: rest when you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it might come
0: sooner than later if you don't get some rest.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So like I haven't, um, I'm just, I'm just excited. I, I, um, I don't know what I'm going to be able to see. More than anything, I think I'm going to like walk the floor because I mean those things will still be there. Um, I mean, during WonderCon, I got to see so many awesome writers displaying their books, and as an author myself, I'm really excited to go and just have a look at what other books are going to be there. Um, So there's still going to be, even though a lot of our shit we might miss out on, you know, the Archer final season panel or the What We Do in the Shadows panel or the Bob's Burgers panel and everything else you know there's still going to be so many great things going on both in the convention center and off so i'm Here's still excited
0: deal, though. I've, what I've heard that for these panels if the actors and writers don't show up the and t- correct me if i'm wrong i've heard that the sh- the um producers of those shows will still be there and we can expect a whole lot of screenings this year. So lots of screenings in place so, of
4: so the, the non-writing line producers. Boy, that'll be so much fun!
1: Big is going to show up. <laughs> can you just see? Like, can you imagine what like producers on a panel are going to be like? Though, like big producers, it's just like ah, we're going to put on a show, and you guys are going to watch it. And we'll make money in <laughs> the panel.
0: What about you, Tom? What what is Thursday kind of
4: looking like in your purview?
1: Um, I did
4: I just got the full schedule link that y'all sent me and by the way, full disclosure, we asked
0: Tom way too late to be completely read up on all the, the, the stuff here, so uh, i the appreciate things,
4: you jumping on. The things that caught my eye is I think there's going to be a um, a Star Trek panel about Star Trek comic books from IDW. Yep which is intriguing because they've done a good job with that license. And this is a cartoon for Netflix. So I don't know what's going to happen with it, but Kevin Smith and cast members from masters of the universe revolution. Yep. Are supposed to do a panel. So we'll see if that happens because Netflix is being struck against. And, you know, I don't, I mean, because it's animation, I don't know, but, um, Brad,
0: yeah. if you're still watching, I'd love to
4: know what you think about the
0: Kevin Smith Masters of the Universe panel. Brad had some very strong opinions about that before.
4: The, um, the show, the, the season one revelation that yes. you have? Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I thought they took some bold storytelling risks. And it's not He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. This Correct. is Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Because they, they literally, they make it look like, they get rid of He Man and Skeletor in the in the first episode. Yep. And Tila carries the first half of the season. Yeah. But no. I think, I, was, I think that was what was a
0: little upsetting to people who are expecting a He Man show.
4: Well, but, but look, what's interesting is they do have a, a He Man in the Masters universe for kids, but this show was not for kids. Oh, okay. So, and what Mark a- Hamill and Skeletor, just yeah. something about Mark Hamill playing evil cartoon characters makes him de- I mean, I love it. <laughs> but if anything mm-hmm. else that just jumped out at you from Thursday, uh, not really. I have some it, friends doing. Uh, uh, there is one. Do, you, do, do y'all have a panel on Thursday? Is yours? Oh, oh.
0: Is it? It is the Power Rangers of oh, the official 30th oh. anniversary oh. panel. We have. This look. Look at this lineup: Patrick Davis, wow. Roger Velasco, da- Davy Santos, Christopher Kyman Lee, Peter Adrian Sodarso, Cameron Gibo. Oh, I'm going to get this name wrong. Sulan Ward, Blake Foster, Dwayne Cameron, Tracy Lynn Cruz, with a very special guest, Walter Jones, joining us as part of the panel. Guys, Ben Cleaver is going to be facilitating this. This is huge. This is a big panel. This. And for the record, we may be taking a couple years' break because this one was hard to put together. I tell you what, these Power Rangers, they're busy folks. They they just have a lot going on, and we just – um I don't know. It's War Luke, poor Luke out there. That's the reason he's not on the show tonight. He's making banners for each of the Power Rangers because they, they're going to be promoting it. And not just that. This is what's cool. So Thursday – let's say – Thursday at 6 o'clock starts your 90s nostalgia part of the Comic-Con because the Power Rangers are going to be <laughs> here. They're all starting in the 90s. Um, right afterwards, Bernie from XLE Productions, he is hosting oh, – they've changed the name a little bit, and they're being a bit more accommodating for the Power Rangers because – I got it right here. He just, I just talked to him right before the show. They're having Nostalgia Nightclub, a 90s TV takeover. It's going to be a lot of the <laughs> folks from 90s Nickelodeon, 90s, you know, kids shows, the kids, the shows that we grew up with, the 90s sci-fi shows, the Power Rangers. We got like like eight of them are going to be walking over <laughs> and, and being VIPs. It's going to be such a cool event. So – If you have not yet gotten your tickets, go to – oh, I've got it right here. Here's the banner. It's XLE Entertainment. It's going to be a big show on – it is the big after show, the Comic-Con after show for Thursday night. He also has a – no, not Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. There's also a Wednesday night, um, which is uh, – that's the Ready Player One show. And then – Ready Party One. Ready Party One. So – oh, wait, wait. That's Wednesday night. Wednesday night's Thursday night. is Power Rangers. Ready Power One is Wednesday. Power um, 90's Nostalgia is Thursday. And then Friday is their Monster Mash party. Their monster themed. Are they doing Barbie a
4: Barbie-themed party?
0: The Barbie Dreamhouse is the VIP experience that's going on the entire week inside their, their setup at Park Nightclub. So oh. go to XLEEntertainment.com to find out all your information about that. So anyways... We're going to have a little bit more coming from from that. We're going to be doing some promotions, some joint promotions with uh, Bernie and the XLE Entertainment folks. I'm excited about that. And Tom, if you probably didn't hear the the earlier part of the podcast. So Tony Kim is doing an offsite this year.
4: Oh, I, it, I, I saw some of that. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's gonna it's a, a Star Trek themed coffee house. and they're also partnering up with. Uh, I think was it img who's doing the star trek comic books idw idw they're gonna be there on with some displays and comic book stuff as well so it's gonna be a very cool experience so i'm really looking forward to that sorry so if i interrupted whoever it was i apologize oh no i just was talking about our panel i think you interrupted (laughs) (laughs)
1: interrupted yourself
0: i'm gonna um who wants to jump into friday Go ahead, Angela, because you had some Friday stuff you started talking about. Let's go ahead and see what you looked at for Friday.
5: Um, well, on Friday we have. At, let me see what what time it was. Um, Friday, ten a.m. to one fifteen. One ring. The quest for Bilbo's secret. <laughs> I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. I will go to all of these. So <laughs> I I'm not even sure what's going to happen there, but you know they had me at Shire and Hobbits. So um, go. I'm going to check that out. That's okay. So that's on Friday. We also have what I talked about was the Walking Dead universe um, that AMC is putting on. Yep. Um, and I think those were the two that I like that I put yes. in my on um, the app, you know what I mean, as yep as go check it, check it out. I'll probably peruse the schedule one more time because they put on a lot of programming. I mean, it is impressive that they're like five, six, seven at any given time slot. Yeah. And sometimes you want to go to both and you have that ability. You can pop in and out of the ballrooms, right? So yeah. you can do half of one, the second half of another, a lot of flexibility there. Uh, and that's sort of what I, I, I do. I panel hop
0: sometimes. Yeah. So there's one that we missed on um, Thursday. I just want to bring it up. But- it's a big one. It's in Hall 8, just the Paramount Pictures T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant mm. Mayhem. Um, it Do says you think discussion with- gonna actually be there for that though. It says discussion with filmmakers and footage. So I don't know who's gonna be there, but isn't yeah, is it
4: isn't it an animated film? It is an animated film, but if I mean the thing is animated animation does use sag after actors, yeah. So and, if they're striking and they say don't go to panels, the the producer is Seth Seth uh, Seth Rogan. Seth Rogan. Mm. So he's there on
0: behalf as as a producer, not as a writer. I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. So well,
4: he's 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 a producer, not a writer. So yeah.
0: They also the, the cast of Jury Duty. Have you guys seen Jury Duty on Amazon? Oh my I gosh,
5: so good! I, I did. That's I did put that on my schedule. I did put that on my schedule as well. The jury duty the the one guy who didn't know about it is is I think on the panel, which makes sense because I don't think he's He's not a, He's a regular guy. He's a regular guy. He's he's been been yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be him. That's the big one. It's just
1: going to be
0: him. He's a star. That's right. All right. Anything else before Okay. Thursday. I, hey, Danae, I would love to know if there's any, I'm sorry, on Fridays or anything that jumped out at you on Friday.
1: Um, I don't know. I think I already talked. Yes. I accidentally mentioned the Friday ones when you asked oh, me about okay. Thursday. I got them movie, all mixed yeah. up. I think that's when Bob's Burgers is, is actually. It is. Friday. That's the day
0: that you wait in line out at the, the, the ballroom, the Hilton Indigo ballroom. All yep. in a, Puff, And you pray for good weather because it's <laughs> either super hot or super cold out there. Tom and Tom, make sure we don't miss the panels that you actually are participating in.
4: Yes. Um, so the one I'm looking forward to on f- Friday are, uh, are the first one is the black panel. And mm-hmm. it's been going for a while, but it's basically African-American creators of uh, comics, TV, film talking about unique issues. And it's always very lively and interesting to see what's kind of in the in the zeitgeist. <laughs> um, Do you know where it's, they're having that panel? i don't know i just closed that window oh my, no worries
0: no worries we can find it as
4: we're using my bandwidth for this thing <laughs> i've happened to use uh 5g for my iphone to screen and then um i think there is a roddenberry panel on friday that i'm interested in yeah Then well. of geek and roddenberry entertainment present doesn't fly mm-hmm. and of course my browser is taking forever to open up but I'm interested in that. Uh, I'm on a panel in the afternoon, uh, late afternoon on Friday, called uh, the power of color colon race swapping and uh, started a couple years ago, dealing with issues um, of representation, but specifically there's sometimes surprising pushback on gender flipping, race swapping legacy characters. Yeah. For example, and everybody's not always in favor of it. Uh a friend of mine, I won't name him because I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna call him out, but he works in comics and has done some high profile projects and he's not a fan of it. And I'm like, dude, back when these characters were created, there were no there was no color behind the scenes. So everybody Drunk. was anglo. Well, I, so I- do have the Tom, I'm gonna I
0: gotta jump in on the other, sort of the other side. I'm not always a fan of it. the The race swapping is less problematic, I think, but I don't like. I think it's lazy just to say, "Here's your characters you grew up with; these heroes. We're gonna make turn them into to heroines just because we can." I I just sometimes think that's lazy writing. The one exception. Oh, my gosh, the new Starbuck from the new Battlestar Galactica. I was going to say,
4: you better make an exception. It what, what, was the best gender swap that's ever happened. Let's just what, put it that what, way. What, one of the funny comments from back when, uh, actually, Kevin Grazier, who was the science advisor for the show, said, you know, classic Battlestar Galactica, fans wrote Starbuck Apollo slash fiction. New Battlestar Galactica, the writers write <laughs> Apollo Starbuck. <laughs> Have they ever done Batman
0: and Robin where Robin was female?
4: Uh, have you read Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller?
0: Okay, I guess that the answer is yes, because I'd be interested in, in seeing that take on that. And,
4: and Stephanie Brown had a stint as Robin, so. Okay. It's still canon. So there have been female Robins. Uh, Titans season four, they made, um, they made Tim Drake black. Or sorry, they made Tim, Tim Drake ethnic. Remind me what his character is. Tim Drake was the first Robin to have his own comic book. He's the one who replaced Jason Todd after Jason Todd died. Yeah. And then, you know, in Titans fashion, one of my former students, R.C., Ryan Clem Barnes, says that uh, Max's Titans was the mashup of Super Friends and dark Knight returns that nobody ever asked
0: for <laughs> let me ask here's a question that i would love to ask by the way i'm throwing out as devil's advocate but also because i'm interested one of the push and we don't have time to talk the panel too much tonight was but what do you think of the the i hate to say argument but the I, the idea put forth that like hey let's create some new characters of color or some new characters of, of, of different genders like you know do you do you think there is any bit of the laziness factor and the fact that hey why can't we create great new characters like it we created a miles morales fantastic character but it's it's not black peter parker it's a new character that peter but, you know, it's, but it's
4: still a new it's a new character inhabiting an established ip hero okay and yeah. so and you know and some people aren't hip to that um, my very first Comic-Con in 86, when I was stationed in San Diego and would beat feet to the uh, to the Civic Center, because there was no Comic-Con. I never went, but I heard about in. it. But I had a conversation with Paul Levitz, who was, I think, the executive editor of DC back then. And post-Crisis, what they were about was, we want to create new versions of legacy characters. And so... I don't have a problem with creating a new version of a legacy character where that that new version is either a woman or an ethnic minority, but there are people who don't like that either. So you know, and it's really hard to create a brand new character out of whole cloth and have that character succeed.
0: It is, I I agree. It's kind of like it, it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of like saying, hey, go create a new Star Wars movie, make it as popular as the first one. I I. I you know, sometimes you just the, the, a time and a place of a character and a, and a film and a franchise and a, a brand starts when it starts, and it's the magic of that moment. So I, I that's, I'm going to come to that panel. That's going to be an interesting panel. I can't wait to um to hear to hear about it. Anything else on Friday before we jump? Because I don't want to go. Wait yes, too long yes. Yeah, there's a two two
5: 215, yeah. uh, 2.15. Now, I someone in the in, in watching, please comment. Because every time I say it one way, I get corrected to say it another way. Is it Weta Workshop or Weta Workshop? Go. Somebody type it in. Weta. Is it Weta? Perfect. Well, Weta Workshop is celebrating, they're doing a panel called Celebrating 20 Years of Middle Earth. They always, always, they never cease to amaze me with their stuff. Whenever their booth on the floor, it's always like, the stuff that they create is just mind-blowing. So at 2.15, they have a panel on Friday that I'm going to um, pop into! Don't miss! I don't want to miss that.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in the old days, Richard Taylor would actually be at the booth sometimes too. Because it's like, wow. Richard
5: Taylor, you're awesome.
4: <laughs>
5: that's that's so cool because their stuff is already impressive. But oh, and you've seen them? They do also like live demos of putting makeup on and. Just that they're everything that they do. I, I mean, it's just amazing. So I want to see what they're. I've never gone to an actual panel, but they have of theirs, and I'm going to see that uh, at 15 on Friday. There's just so much going on on Friday. This is why I said we have to pace, pace Friday our energy, like pace it out. Day, Yeah. Yeah, there's something, you know, there's, um, there was something about, um, there's horror writers, ask me anything with creators, of uh, you know, of Storm King comics, Storm King comics. Sometimes I just explore, sometimes I don't even know what these comics are and I want to wander in. And as Danae was saying, like walking the floor and just seeing what booths are out there, those people will talk about the panels that they're doing. And after you meet them, you want to go and, and check out what they're doing, right? Can I follow on so. with
0: the comment you just said about Storm King comics? That's um, that's the wife of John
5: Carpenter. Oh, oh,
0: what's is her it? name again? I we were just talking about it before. Let's
5: see. Show. Um, I'm hovering over the description right now. Sandy King Carpenter.
0: Sandy King Carpenter, and it, she is going to be a special guest with their comics at Bernie's Monster Party on Friday night. So it's going to be cool. Oh. And that a And there's a Is very, what, there's a very going, you're going to director that huh? director that I love very much who's going to be um, letting us know about that. So I can't wait. John Carpenter, sorry, keep going.
5: <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think there were more, but it's just so hard to narrow down because I, you guys. I will pack my I'll pack my schedule up hour to hour and then i'll only go to like seven percent of the things i plan to go to are you like that too is anyone else out there watching like so ambitious with their panel scheduling and then they just meet up with friends or they see an exciting cosplay or they follow an r2d2 all over the floor for 30 minutes (laughs) or um you know at WonderCon, i was there was a i think a father and daughter who were doing um who are dressed as the characters from Encanto, and they were singing We Don't Talk About Bruno. And, I, and, and, and they were doing that where all the um, Star Wars robots were. So it was just like, it was so weird, but I was fascinated for a full half hour. That's awesome. Easily.
0: <laughs> Danae, is there any on Friday that we missed? There's a biggie.
1: There is. I was looking at Saturday to get ready to talk about that one. All right,
0: we're jumping in Saturday, but we have to mention Rick and Morty's 10th anniversary. It's going to be perhaps one of the biggest panels of the day. If you want to go see this panel, especially if they have any of the voice actors, but even if they don't, they'll probably... Do you think Harmon? Harmon will probably... uh, We'll see. see I don't know,
1: because he would be a part of SAG. He's a writer, is the thing. He's a writer, but...
0: Thomas, do I they mean, let the writer, the showrunners, act differently from than the? I don't know how that works. I maybe, don't know because um, a lot of still showrunners still write, you, and then
1: I mean, in the case of like Bob's Burgers, um, yeah. Lauren Bouchard does voices. Just yeah. um, I don't know. I really just don't know. Like, like we said, it's probably just going to be a, a table with a couple of producers. Who knows? A lot I'll be of there. But, good. Yeah. All right, I just, I just, Jim. Did you?
5: Jim, did you? Jim, did you? Did you see, um, Jim, because at 5.45 we have a conversation with the cast and creator, Prime Prime Video's Invincible, and that's Robert Robert Kirkman, but it's like, uh, you know, if you look at the cast, it's there's some big names on there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, including Walking Dead folks, right? So, like, I don't know what'll happen. What's cool is there's some that.
0: actors that are showing up, but they're hidden in kind of obscure um, panels. Like, David Arquette is showing up, and I found him earlier. He's in this panel that you would never th- – oh, Marty Croft, Sid and Marty Croft. Marty Croft panel. Yeah, cause I guess he was a he a, a young actor on the show back in the oh, he's an alumni, an alumna from the show.
4: Alumnus.
0: Alumnus. I can't get alumni alumnus, I, I, he's a dumb alum.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, so he's gonna be in the Sid and Marty Croft panel, which I thought was a big surprise. That's kind of cool. All right, let's jump into Saturday because we are kind of running out of time here. So Saturday, Saturday, who wants to start this? Hey, Tom, do you want to start I'm excited
1: Saturday? for everything nope. Felicia Day is doing on Danae, Saturday. Danae, let's, yeah, let's let Danae go. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a spotlight on Felicia Day, and yep. um, it sounds like she's just going to be hanging out and talking to people, which um, it would be cool if more people take advantage of that, of not being there to promote a show, but there to just let fans ask questions that aren't about a show, but about everything else. For
0: the record, I have heard... I got direct word from one of the studios that is not showing up that they may be there, but just not for a Hall H panel, and that this mm. type of activity that you see Felicia Felicia Day doing will be common. So I think we're gonna see more actors there, perhaps
5: hanging we, out
0: just like even, hanging out, but not at a panel. Even though Thomas sent us the note from the WGA. Where the WGA is actually encouraging folks just don't even attend. We prefer you not even. Well, attend. no, I don't know if it.
5: I don't know if it said that. I think it said don't, don't promote on sure. you know like 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 studio sponsored stuff. Yeah,
0: maybe that was it. Yeah,
5: kind. It's kind of like that. But if you're gonna go and just nerd out with the rest of us, I would be. That would be cool I'm with Felicia, right. right, Danae? We'll just we'll just chill with her and all that. But
1: right? <laughs> yeah, we'll just go right, to Starbucks and hang out. What else did you say on Saturday
5: kind
0: of. did you see? Anything?
1: I didn't hear what you said, Jim. What?
0: Oh, anything else on Saturday before we throw it over to, to Thomas um, and I mean, Angela? that was
1: the big one that was sticking out. Like, um, I would love to go to like um, Abbott Elementary and um, yeah. other panels like that. But again, it's just.
0: I'm telling you, <laughs> the principal on Abbott Elementary is the funniest character on television right now. So I, she's, funny. Is, she's, great. she's great. She's great.
5: What'd you I say, mean, Tom?
4: Like she's like a black female Michael Scott. <laughs>
1: I mean, she's <laughs> I,
4: enough, but she's she's sassy.
5: I love it. Yeah, her. I feel
1: like we are in a stage right now where comedy just isn't funny anymore, or it's trying too hard to like preach about something, which that's great. If you have ideas you want to share, you can do that. But if you get preachy, you're not gonna really do it in a creative way anymore. And Abbott Elementary is a show that has just stayed so good. It is yeah. so it might be one of the funniest shows on TV right now. I think And so. when it does have a point, it doesn't shove it in your face. Yeah. It's in there um, just the right amount to get it across. <laughs> so I love uh, at Elementary. As somebody who's very picky about comedy, go watch it. It's great. And Tom, That's you fine. had a
4: comment about that. What were you going to say? Oh, no. Just the thing about Abbott is um, Quinta Brunson, who created the show, First season was nominated for a producing emmy, a writing emmy, and an acting Emmy, and won the writing Emmy. And then Cheryl Lee Ralph, who plays the veteran teacher, won for best supporting. Lovely. And she I heard an interview with her on NPR. She was she almost quit acting a couple of years ago, and one of her fans wow. told her, Know who you are.
5: <laughs> She's amazing. I've 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 seen panels with her on it and her she's just magnetic when she speaks i just want to invite her over so i can hear
4: her talk and all day he's, long She's pushing 70 and looks amazing
5: amazing and she said it took she says it took me 40 years to become an overnight success or something like that and <laughs> she's she's great because she's an awesome stage actor and wonderful and she are you
4: kidding me say what did you say 70 He's pushing seven something oh,
5: come way on. to outer no that's way to outer i said but no she's she's I, I, she's pretty vocal about that yeah yeah
1: danae thank you um she just has a really great quote like that was like i was saying the show is awesome and it's got those really great heartfelt moments as well as just moments where you deposit because you're laughing so hard um but her character is really good about being really funny but also just being the wise teacher that is leading Quinton's character yep. along and one of my favorite quotes ever, like, I want to embroider it. I want to put it on a T-shirt. I want to hang it up where I can see it every day. is um, She's talking about how awful parents can be when you're a teacher. And she says, some people have thrown dirt on my name. Others have brought flowers. It's all a garden to me. Oh, man, that's so good. Love that. It's just like that's, that's a, just such a great taste of how good that show is. So can't say it enough. Go watch Abbott Elementary. It's awesome. Cool.
5: Agreed. Can I throw one
0: in real quick? Because it's right at the beginning of the day on Saturday. Well, I don't know what time it is. But Lily, me and Lily, she's um, watching the show tonight. We have a shared love of Snoopy and Charlie Brown. There's one called Snoopy Lives It Up. (laughs) Discover the <laughs> other animated Peanuts content in the works at Wild Brain Studios for Apple TV+, Plus, the home of all Peanuts content. It includes a sneak peek of Camp Snoopy, the adventures of Snoopy and his Beagle Scouts at summer camp, and a whole lot more. Plus, there is an off-site, a Camp Snoopy off-site at Comic-Con this year. Man, my heart's full just thinking about it. You know, last year, oh, he's way over the closet. Where'd he go? No, right here. Wait, wait, wait. Last year, <laughs> I got it right here. This was my big get from comic-con charlie brown Ah. and i remember tell i remember telling you guys the story last year how um i was having a stressful like saturday or sunday i forgot what day it was it was just super stressed where there's a lot of stuff was going wrong i had to walk blocks and blocks back to the car and i just was like i was having a good time but just stressed and i got into my car and and in the seat belt in my car was Charlie Brown. I hadn't bought him. Somebody had bought me a gift, and he was just there. And, and broke. Into your huh? And broken
4: broke into your car. <laughs> it's okay.
0: And Jim started crying yeah. just I, at the thought of Charlie Brown. Me and Charlie Brown, we're the same character, my friend. We are you the need same to get a person. t-shirt. Well, I
5: I did not know that happened to you last year. Yeah. Crazy.
0: It's well, I know who put it. Someone from the show, Luke, bought it for me, him and Greg, and they knew that uh they knew that I needed a little bit of that boost last year. That was so cool. All right, Denae, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Is there anything else on Saturday you'd like to call out? Um,
1: no, that was about it.
0: All right. Uh, let's go to, um, to to Blurred, PhD, and then d- over to Angela.
4: Um, things I've looked at for Saturday. Um, there Not is going to be – there's supposed to be a I, – I hope it's a screening of the uh, Orphan Black Echoes pilot. I think there is. I've heard there is. That's the continuation with Christian uh, Ritter. Mm-hmm. So I, I, loved Orphan Black. That cold opening, I think, is one of the best cold openings of any show, any pilot in the past twenty five years. Easy. Uh, there's also um, an event for Space Command, which is a crowd funded uh, sci- series of sci fi movies. That uh, why am I blanking on Mark's name? And I can his, uh, Mark Zikri, Mark Zikri, uh, just to plug Mark a little bit, his Twilight Zone Companion was one of the very first books that served as an episode guide behind the scenes look at a series. And since that, since then, it's become kind of a cottage in, industry. But I met him when I was in grad school, and it sold my first script to the Family Channel. And it's just been cool to see him get these projects he's come up with off the ground. And the lead of that, I mean, he gets a lot of big sci-fi names to be back. Doug Jones has a role in it. Uh, The late Michelle Nichols has a role in it. Um, Tom, I'll get with you. I got invited. They're having a screening of that, of the
0: the film that you're talking about.
4: Cool. Yeah. And then uh, Ethan McDowell, who has a small part in Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, is our lead hero. So I want to check that out because I helped support that. Uh, Also, that's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I heard it was one of the most successful fan supported films uh, in quite some time. And they're screening it, I think, at four o'clock that day.
4: Um, also on Saturday, there's a couple of uh, t- TV writing panels. One's called Inside the Inside the Writers' Room, and I guess they might deal with. I couldn't get through the link on my phone, mm-hmm. but I think they're going to deal with some of the things. Some of the No, it's issues. some of
0: the top showrunners in town are going to be discussing why the writers aren't strike. It's going. It's if you're interested in what's happening to Hollywood right now, the, it's the panel to go. It. It's showrunners who would normally be there, typically be there running promoting big, a show. Yeah, with big panels that we all want to see, they're going to be there. So that's that's a panel not to miss. I'll, I'll be at that one.
4: And then Me uh, too. In, the, in the evening, uh, um, my friend Bill Waters puts together a panel called Everyone's a Critic, Being a Journalist in the Internet Age. So that's always an interesting... Uh, yeah, it... It's always interesting to see what comes up among us, and then what what comes up from audience questions. So. And,
0: and you might be part of that panel. I've seen you on that panel before, Tom. That's a that's a great panel. Just talking about how everybody in the internet age, everybody gets nasty and thinks think they have a right to tell creators how to make a show, you know, go.
4: But I think Tom, you're, you're
0: missing. There's a big panel at one thirty in Hall H that you might be interested in.
4: What is that? The Star Trek universe panel. Yes, I don't think there's going to be anybody from the show here. The well, writers yeah. can't be here. I mean, what are they going to do, show us some episodes? I mean, I guess they can show us some episodes. They're just
1: going to put the empty chairs from the Enterprise up on the table. <laughs> and, like, they'll,
4: them. they'll put a oh. they'll put a, a blank view screen with Klingon battle cruisers and Romulan warbirds going across every few minutes.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> if, if they're depending on how things go, and it it looks a little bleak, but still. Featuring exclusive content from Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Lower Decks, which is Star Trek Str- and Strange New Worlds. It doesn't say Picard. I haven't finished Picard yet, although.
4: No, Picard's I, done.
0: I know it's done, but I, I, I'm almost done with season two. I'm about to start season three because it's basically the next generation reunion. So I, I'm super excited about that.
4: Oh, season three
0: is pretty good. All right. All right. Any For you, Angela, anything on Saturday that we may have missed?
5: Yeah, in fact, I'm sorry, we're backtracking. I missed on Friday night at nine fifteen. Doctor Horrible screening and horrible. Oh, sorry, Doctor Horrible screening and horrible karaoke is what they call it. So, well, Dr. Um, horrible,
0: which is the result of the most pre- the previous writer strike, actually.
5: Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, so funny enough, there it is. Okay, so sing, you sing along, and they do the screening for Doctor Horrible Sing Along Vlog. So that's happening um, Friday night at nine fifteen. If anyone can can still stand up by the end of Friday night. Uh, that's there <laughs> Saturday. Um, I know there are. I have friends who are. I, I want to come and support. So I, I'll be going into Tom's um, panels that you mentioned earlier. Tom, of course. Uh, Danae, thank you for the uh, um, Abbott Elementary heads up. And then at three forty-five, I'm going to check out Anne Rice's interview with the Vampire season yeah. two. I, like, like we all said, we don't know what's going to happen, but I love, 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 love the show and how clever they were at adapting like one of the few books I've ever read, which is "Interview <laughs> with a vampire. It is so good. So I, I am looking forward to that stuff that I'm a, a fan of. I'll go and check out, but I think on Saturday, I do have a, a number of friends. Um, in fact, if you're one of them watching, um, or if you have a panel, please find me in socials and let me know what time and where so I could at least pop in wave or show some support afterwards um, for Saturday. But I think that I, you know, I started to watch um, Demon Slayer. I think that there's a panel for 4, four p.m. for that, but I'm not, I'm not fully immersed. I'm not very knowledgeable in anime. I think I just wanted to dip my toes in the water, there's so I may or may not movie. check that
0: yeah.
5: out. Yeah, or or TV show, like there's just a ton and different okay. collections and whatnot. So, um, that's for Saturday. I think there's a lot more, but I those are the ones that um, stand that out in the top alone. of my head. Out. Um,
0: if Depending on how the strike and again, we'll just put that in front of everything. Legendary Entertainment has the 11 a.m. time slot in Paul H., it's usually the time slot that we would be expecting to see DC Warner Brothers. But the Legendary is kind of they're part of DC Warner Brothers, they're, they're one of the uh, they're not
4: part of it. What are they?
0: Oh, wait, they're with they're, they're Universal now. Company
4: and Legendary and Legendary split from Warner's a couple years ago, they're they working with Universal. Universal.
0: So they the the rumor is they're bringing Dune Part Two, but are they also the ones who are doing the Godzilla verse? I think they are the Godzilla. I think they King. might
4: have been. So, are they doing the show for Apple?
0: That I don't know.
4: The uh the the Titans thing
0: for Apple? Ooh, I don't know. But if Legendary comes, they'll bring Dune, and I know they're gonna because Godzilla is coming out next year. The new uh, Godzilla Kong whatever
4: the in the my friend what (laughs) what's that the bad dubbing oh (laughs) when when they when they bought the original 50s godzilla movies and they would (laughs) would, (laughs) which i
0: watched i watched this past uh saturday night i watched the original king kong from 1933 and so good yes and then the original godzilla i'm one of the guys i'm a proponent there's only been one movie where Godzilla's ever been scary. It's the original. All the rest of them, he's the friend of humanity and protecting us against monsters. I want a scary Godzilla. I am. <laughs> so come on, Godzilla. Godzilla the hero. You want Godzilla the bad? the dumb de- the, the dumb the bad guy. I want the bad guy Godzilla, bad ass Godzilla, Badzilla, and mm-hmm. love him or hate him. There is one big Hall H panel that's kind of closing out Hall H for the weekend. It's a. William Shatner, call me Bill. The Star Trek legend is on hand to discuss Legion M's new doc, your documentary about him. You can call me Bill. And from recent comments from William Shatner, and people are reading into it maybe too much, or who knows? He's he's made some comments about he realizes he will not be around much longer. Um, who knows what he's saying? I mean, he's ninety one or ninety two. How old is he? He's in his nineties. So if you this want to might be-
4: something. If you want to read something depressing, Google his comments after he went up to space, for real. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like, wow.
0: Okay. Let's finish off with Sunday. Sunday! Who's got something for Sunday? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Anybody? Anybody? Angela!
5: I have something for Sunday, and it's my Sunday ritual every single year at Comic-Con, it's Buffy once more with feeling—an interactive and verse musical. You sing along, you stand up, you do the dances to it. You just meld the words with the actors, and you know on the screen. I am a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan for decades now, right? And it is so much fun. I'm telling you that I, I leave this panel or I leave this, you know, event kind of crying because I mean, I've had an amazing, by then I'd had an amazing four or five days at the convention. I know that it's over. I know people are starting to go home, checking out of their hotels, what, what have you. And there's that emotion of like, Oh no, it's ending. It's all ending. And when's the next convention? And you know, because you just have such a special time at comic-con that you don't want it to end. And when it's ending, all the emotions are there. So this is how I like to wrap up my comic-con on Sundays at the three p.m. panel for, for buffy once more with feeling.
4: That's awesome. I, Sponsored I, I by agree with you. Six degrees of geek formerly known as Wheedanopolis. Yeah, yep.
5: there you go. Yeah.
4: By the way, let's talk we what'd you say, Tom? Sponsored by Six Degrees of Geek formerly known as Wheedanopolis. Whedonopolis.
0: And Weedon Con, which you know the former Josh Weedon con, they are sort of partners with the con guy. We we are hosting some of the the um, Power Rangers at their table—they are now called fandom charities. Well, they've um, always
4: been fandom charities.
0: Yeah, but they're—they're they're kind of going by that now. Let's just say are, they're.
4: Are you—are you working with Marcia?
0: Yeah. Do you know Marcia? I know I know, Mar- Mar- I know
5: Marcia.
4: Marcia's great. I know Marcia very well. Make sure she knows that we're buds.
0: I will. And if Tom find me, let's go down and talk to her. She's fantastic, and um, she well, she partnered with us in WonderCon. We hosted all the Power Rangers at her table at one time, and she was great. And we're partnering with her to help promote her fall event, which is the the buffy um, homecoming they're having it in, <laughs> they're having it at, in the gym of the act. is it torrance high school where they actually filmed the buffy yes
5: homecoming? where exactly no, where I'm they coming. shot sunny yeah. sunnydale high high yeah.
0: school yes they're what going down
5: possibly go I'm, go, wrong. I'm going i'm going to the homecoming
0: what could possibly go wrong that's going to be a good event <laughs> that we we want everything everybody should go to that all right i do have one on sunday i do want to call out it is my panel that i am a part of i have been asked to be on this panel i've been part of it for a while now but it used to be called how to have a full-time creative career on a part-time schedule but they've changed it the focus a little bit now it's called success and creativity um it's the reimagined panel which used to be called full-time creative work on a part-time schedule it's uh learn how to enhance your creative collaborations with practical advice on networking and communication helping you unlock your creative potential and promoting effective resources workflow and time management 30 3-0 lucky participants will have a chance to win a 1 by w- Wacom tablet which is it's a tablet w- Wacom so they're giving away 30 tablets guys that's ridiculous
5: wow and they that's usually give
0: tablets. away it, it's pretty cool it's going to be um those are well
5: reviewed too those that, ones we,
0: that panel is always packed it's like the final panel of the show and basically it's people who come in and they want to meet together and one of the big things is bring business cards bring some way to network with people because for the first 10 15 minutes of the panel everybody stands up you go writers go find artists artists find writers find letterers find you know public find people who help you can put uh, push your career forward because it is an industry focused panel on helping people who are creative in the industry to move forward so it's great what
5: time is that jim it's
0: at four o'clock on thank you for asking four o'clock sunday afternoon room 24 abc close out your comic con with a great way to get deeper involved anything else on sunday folks before we kind of end here
1: my big thing on sunday is going down to the floor yep because everybody's trying to pack stuff up and that's when you can do some some haggling typically (laughs) i mean danae knows what's
5: up you know what's up
1: sunday to buy the big things you really want but sunday is sometimes when you can score some cool deals yep that's that's my main focus Uh, for sunday is the floor
5: (laughs) i'll see you there i'll see you there we'll we'll bargain together
1: (laughs) tom
4: anything on sunday Uh, Something that struck my fancy, there is a Star Trek Card Season 3 behind the scenes hosted by Larry Nemechek. Larry, the Star Trek Next Generation companion, which ended up going through multiple revisions. Uh, But but he's a friend I met when I first moved to L.A. back in 95. And uh, he's going to have the science advisor for the show and some other behind the scenes people talking about stuff. So, yeah.
0: Well, I do want everyone to know, like, even though it seems like we've just kind of skimmed the surface, oh, that's because we have just skimmed the surface. We've talked about some of the larger panels, the TV panels. I mean, it's kind of what we know where a lot of us are actors, TV writers and, and in the business. So we kind of know those things. But also, Tom, especially, we know comic books, comic books we love. I encourage you folks. There are probably like 200 comic book specific panels happening this weekend at San Diego Comic-Con, whether it's how to get in how to brainstorm how to network how to find artists so many panels in that the, the uh, I think the comic connection is also happening my um, friend April Wallen she runs it it's a getting it's kind of like speed dating for artists and writers of comic books to get together and meet each other and start projects together so when you see those things I'll try to call it out on the website um Anything, else, anything else that sticks out as far as programmatic programmatic? That- yeah. Well, I was going
5: to ask you, I, I was going to ask you, Jim, you mentioned uh, like the speed dating for like sort of networking, but yeah. back in the day, they used to have an actual speed dating for nerds, like yeah. event. And I couldn't quite find it. If, if anyone knows about this or knows the organizer of it or knows if it's actually happening this year, I'd be really curious. Hit me up on Instagram. Let me know. Or in Facebook, I'm, I'm curious about it. Asking and- for a friend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, I remember those days. I remember that, Angela, I think the speed dating used to take place off-site from San Diego Comic-Con. But if you go to, like, LA Comic-Con, it's one of the panels. It's one of the events. I, I think they, huh. I, I think, I, I could be 100% wrong, but, you know. But um. anyways, thank you, Andy. Andy, for watching tonight, William Shatner is 92. And yes, Lily, I did not, I can't, we cannot forget about Godzuki,
4: the son of Godzilla. <laughs>
0: was the who was the wife of Godzilla I just want to anyways let's just say we don't need to Mothra, go there.
4: it was an interspecies thing
0: <laughs> but anyways I'm trying to see if there's any comments we kind of we didn't really get to a lot of the comments tonight guys and I apologize for that but we have had so much fun um Tom you are coming right yeah we gotta we gotta we gotta hook up. I, I think you were here well, last we have plenty of
4: time since I won't be in Hall
0: H. <laughs> I know that's what I see. That's one of the pieces of pieces of advice, not advice, things that I keep telling people is like we don't have to like cry about Hall H not being quite as robust this year. It's just gonna change the way you do Comic Con. Instead of waiting for two days of on the ground for two days and switching spots a movie that turns out to be really terrible yeah you can actually jump into some cool stuff and next week is our final podcast i don't know who will be with us but we are going over all the last minute stuff preparations and offsites thanks for listening to the con guy show the official program of the con guy.com Find us on the Weebie Geeks Collective or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And now on sci fi.radio, Saturdays at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific, both AM and PM. That's 9 o'clock Greenwich. It's sci fi for your Wi Fi.
1: This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the T Public Store